morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Uh, Mary Alice, I'm back in Isaiah 55. It's such a good chapter. It's a great chapter of the Bible. And, you know, we love Noah's Window so much. Mm -hmm. uh, I always think about, we started Noah's Window, I think the second week of March in 2020, and I thought it might last two weeks. Mm -hmm. But obviously, the Lord has just had an idea and a plan. Well, as we saw, saw yesterday, God's ways are higher than That's ours right. and our That's boss, because right. I sure didn't think about doing it for all these all these episodes <laughs> yeah we're over 600 i think episodes are yes. around mm -hmm. sure. so um but the thing about noah's window is it's all about god's word mm -hmm. and that's the centerpiece because right. every day you and i when we get together to talk about what we're going to talk about on noah's window we're always talking about scripture the word of right. god you know not the movie that we saw or mm -hmm. you know we're not talking about some book that we've read we're talking about the word of god because the word of god has power that really no, nothing else has. Absolutely. You know, I, I love literature, especially English literature. Uh, it's an American literature. Um, in previous world, I was bivocational and taught English. And even to this day, I have my favorite writers, my favorite authors. I still enjoy reading Shakespeare, Dickens, um, Somerset Maugham. I, I, I love reading them, but you know, you read them once and you pretty well get everything that you're going to get out of it. But the Word of God is so different because every time you go to the Word of God, there's something new, there's something fresh. You take the 23rd Psalm, for instance. I can read it some days and it feels like I've never read it before because I'll see something rich and new out of that. And it's, it, it's not literary, it's, it's miraculous. No, it's a living word. It's the living word of God. So today I want to, uh, I want to read two of my favorite verses. Well, at least, well, let me, let me just go back to verse two. Yeah, it's hard to narrow it down. So I want to go back to Isaiah 55:10, but ultimately I'm going to get to verse 11. God says, the rain and snow come down from heaven, stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out. Now look at these three promises about God's word, Miriam. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. It will prom prosper everywhere I send it. Now, Here's the thing that I look at there. There are three promises, and then there's like three key words. In the first promise, I send it out and it always produces fruit. The key word is always. Mm, yes. So that means every time we're in the Word of God, it's going to produce fruit. Then the second line, it will accomplish all I want it to. The key word is all. Mm. So not only will it accomplish well, you know, something in our lives, it will do all that God mm. wants it to do. It, it does it always, and it will do everything God wants it to do. And then the last promise, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Mm, everywhere good. is the key word there. So anytime we're in the Word of God, it's always going to be effective. It will accomplish all God wants it to accomplish, and it will do it wherever we are. Mm, that's huge. Isn't, Isn't that, that good? Powerful. I love that. Yeah. And, and I just think what a what a reminder every day of why we should have the Word of mm -hmm. God. I mean, if it does it always, if it, if it does everything God wants it to do in our lives, and it does it everywhere, in every circumstance, in every situation, mm -hmm. shouldn't we want to have God's Word in our lives Absolutely. every day? 
absolutely and and there's no there's no substitute you know uh, one thing that troubles me sometimes in christian circles right now is uh, you know d devotional books are good mm -hmm. but they're no substitute for getting into the word yeah well you know i <laughs> you know i run into this question all the time mm -hmm. because uh Pastors, and you know, I've reached that age of, where I guess I'm the elder statesman. I sometimes wonder, how did I go from being the boy preacher to the elder statesman? It happened overnight. It seemed like it happened overnight. <laughs> when I wasn't looking. But now these young preachers, when I, you know, they'll hear me preach, and they'll say, man, who do you read? You know, what, what books are you reading? Well, I'm reading some books sometimes. Of course, most of the writers, the books that I'm reading, you know, these are guys that are along with the Lord. I like to read I like to read great books of leaders who wrote before we had television and all these other electronic devices that preachers used put too much of their time into. And but in any event, I, I always tell them the one book because they'll want they'll say, "Man, I really love that talk. It was really different. It was fresh. You know, where do you go to get talks like that?" And I just have to tell them. It's the Word of God. I go to the Scriptures. It's I the ask, only book that's been breathed by the Holy Spirit of God. It, it trumps every other book. That's right. You know, again, I don't mean to go off on a tangent here, but I get asked this a lot. How, how do you learn how to preach like you preach? Where, you know, where do you go to get those books to study to know how to do that? And I'm like, I just go to the Word of God and ask it questions. That's right. You know, ask questions of the Scripture. What is God saying? What is He saying to my heart? Why is He saying what He's saying? Uh, so, but again, I, I can't stress this enough. The power of the Word of God is a miraculous power. It's not, it's not a normal human power. And yet, sometimes reading the Bible can feel like such a human thing. I mean, mm -hmm. don't, don't we have days where we read the Bible and we walk away and we're like, well, I, I didn't really get anything out of it today much. You know, some days you read it and it's like every verse just speaks to our mm -hmm. heart. But I would argue that even on those days when we read Scripture and we're not sure what we got out of it, we're still letting God's seed be planted mm -hmm. into our heart and life. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's still that seed planted, and it will produce fruit, as we just read. That's right. And it will continue to grow. And, and we were uh, talking earlier when we taped this the first time, and I forgot to shut on the microphone. <laughs> first time <laughs> about one of my fond memories of being with your dad uh, as a teenager and as and as as a young wife and then as a young mother because he often would be the one that would drive me to the doctor's office or you know to school different places he was always quoting scripture yeah and he was planting those seeds in my heart and life and i i would say this i think both of us you and i um god gifted us with a burning desire to stay in his word yeah and and maybe that's unusual but you know what um god has blessed that and i would i would challenge anyone watching or listening today if you ask God for that in your life, He will He will provide that. Well, uh, you made an interesting point though a moment ago. I think it started with both of our parents, my mm -hmm. dad and your mom. Mm -hmm. You know, just infusing that love of God's word. And you're right about dad. You know, uh, <laughs> the church that I grew up in was a small church, and eventually it grew to the place where we had staff. But in the early days. Dad was the only staff member, and because he was the only staff member, he was not only pastor, he was janitor. Mm -hmm. So on Saturday afternoons, Dad and I would go out to clean the church, I was 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, and we would be both pushing uh, brooms in between the pews, you know, sweeping the floors, and Dad would be talking to me about Scripture. You know, I can remember him saying, Mark, what is a man profited if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he just gave me those verses that even now, you know, decades later, 
are still fresh in my mind. And you know, one thing about Dad, and I find this interesting too, and, and I'll get off this in just a second, but um, I think Dad memorized a lot of verses that dealt with his mm -hmm. own personal weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he knew that if he had a weakness in his life, he wanted to learn the Word of God, what God's Word said about his weakness, and then speak the Word of God into that weakness. Uh, you know, I deal with anxiety. But you knew my dad, and mm -hmm. I think my dad and I are tuned to the same key because dad had the same anxieties that I, I do. And yet, I know you've heard him quote this verse a hundred times. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. Yes. You know, and I think he was preaching to himself the word of God because he knew if the word, word could get in him, it would have miraculous power to help him when he would go through trials. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's exactly right. And I think those of us who are... are uh, reading the scripture and hopefully memorizing some scripture if we share those scriptures with our children and grandchildren what's meaningful to us and brings comfort and direction to us it's going to bring that to them as well you know i know this is a real challenge today because our kids and often and when i say our i mean ours generically or mm -hmm. uh but kids today are just so wrapped up in electronic devices with the headphones and you know all the different you know, it's just so hard to get kids attention mm -hmm. today but we're parents and so mm -hmm. you know we have the responsibility and the authority to to set those parameters but God help us to get the Word of God into our kids yes you know I, you and I I don't want to I'm making this noise window longer but a thought just came to me. We're looking at these awful things that are happening in our culture about kids, you know, being one gender biologically, but then they identify another gender. That's a symptom. Right. That's a symptom. So many of our kids today are just lost. And I don't mean lost in the sense of needing to be saved, that too, but I mean just lost in life. The Word of God helps us find reality and grounding. So as parents and grandparents, God help us to Talk to our kids about the Word of God. Get in the Word of God and find something for yourself. And then when it speaks to your heart, share it with your kids. So if you want to find your identity, you can find it in God's Word. Yeah, you really can. In fact, there's no other way really to find your identity other than God's Word. Because how can, I mean, the best way to know who we are is to go back to the manufacturer. That's right. You know? That's right. Well, my goodness, Marielle, we've talked about all kinds of things today. Kind of wandered around, but this is just a great chapter. And I love this wonderful promise about God's Word. It's perfect timing for me to say we start a brand new series at New Spring this weekend. It's the biggest thing I've ever been part of. It's called Promised Land. And it's an interesting talk because Promised Land here is not heaven. Right. No. Promised Land here in the scripture is the picture of living in the destiny that God wants us to live. Living the life God wants us to live. You know, we're going to see this weekend that there were people that lived their whole lives in a wilderness when, in, when God wanted them to live in a much more productive place. Mm -hmm. So how do we get from the wilderness to where God wants us to be? It's going to be a wonderful series. Uh, we're going to have a great talk this weekend called Come Out of the Wilderness. We'll hope to see you this weekend, or if you're outside our area, I hope you watch that online sometime. Mary Alice, would you pray for us today? Yes, let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that um, you are there to guide us and that you can take care of us. And we're just so thankful that you love us so much. And we just pray that uh, all of us would be driven to um, seek out your word, read your word, memorize your word, repeat it over and over uh, so that it takes hold in our heart that we'll remember in those days where we really need to have the reassurance as Mark was talking about, Father. Um, I just pray that you would impress on our hearts how important it is that we would get into your word. Thank you for each and every one that's watching and listening to Noah's Window. 
as we know so many of them are driven by this as well we're so thankful that you're working in their lives to bring your word into their uh, daily routine I pray that you continue to give us strength and guidance as we continue on this ministry for your glory and honor. And Father, I just pray for everyone that's watching or listening today that you would wrap your arms of love around them and give them uh, guidance, provision, comfort, healing, whatever is needed today, Father. And we'll be careful to give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window. And Mary Alice, God willing, we'll be back on Monday with a whole new edition. We're looking forward to that. So we'll see you soon. See God you bless. Soon.